Welcome to CEO and Founder Magic, the podcast for entrepreneurs with stories to tell about your success. I'm Sheila Clefcorn, professional fractional CMO for B2B companies and host of the podcast. I'm deeply committed to transforming the world through technology, one company at a time. So stick with me until the end of the show, and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest with just 15 to 20 minutes of your time. I'm glad you're here. Well, hello, and welcome back to the CEO and Founder Magic podcast. I'm excited to have Sanjay Siegel with me today. Uh, the founder of MSYS and an incredible person who gives back so much. So Sanjay, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So before that we started, you were talking about a particular book. What was that book? It was, it's a, yes, I think I was referring to the book uh, that is written by Robin Sharma called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari. Yes, and, and you have a nickname as it relates to that. What, what, what is <laughs> That's it? right. And I think people when they who know me well, they call me a monk who still drives his Ferrari and likes to own more. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, so. <laughs> that's a really great juxtaposition of two mindsets that I think are really important in business. And so tell us a little bit about how you came to found your company and, and what's kind of brought you here today. Sure. See, our company is uh, it's in product engineering space, which means we help many large and small companies realize their vision for the product development. So things that they are not able to develop, we can help them develop. It's like you're looking at a housing contractor, you know, in a simple way to understand, right? But only thing is the technology we work with are all, all always at the cutting edge of uh, the tech stack that we as we get to know. And it keeps changing every year. So uh, this company was launched in 2008 because we felt that there are very few providers or services companies like us and who are willing to take the heavy lifting work for for companies who want to realize, who have a vision but don't have means of realizing the vision of developing the product. So we do the heavy lifting of uh, solving complex technology problems and uh, help them realize their vision. So we, you know, when we started, we had few clients in the storage industry, data storage industry, in 2008, 9, 10. I mean, that industry was in the upswing. And over time, we have also expanded into the fintech and and the blockchain and and uh, you know some of those areas, including cryptocurrency. And of course, cryptocurrency fluctuates a lot. Though we don't kind of, uh, we only help them develop technology to enable crypto or blockchain. And most recently, the buzzword that everybody is talking about, AI and ML, right? Right. (laughs) So I think, so we are, a lot of our clients are, uh, you know, asking us to help them with uh, inserting the AI, the artificial intelligence within their product framework. So we are coming up with that. So that's, I think it was formed to solve technology problems for the clients. And I'm very glad that uh, uh, all these years we have accomplished a lot. I think about eight of our clients have become unicorns, which means a billion plus valuations. And at least three of them have gone public on our watch. So I think I'm very proud of that achievement. Yeah, you should be. Well, and even just starting a company in 2008, when the world was sort of 
falling apart. Uh, you know, they always talk about how uh, it, down periods, even 2004 could be a little bit of a down economy, that it's actually a great time to innovate. So what did you learn starting a company in 2008? You know, um, I must share with you, Sheila, that this was this is the third or fourth company that I have started. So incidentally, every company I end up starting in the downturn. So I'm a you can see the old guard at that. So I think uh, you know, I started my first one in 2001 when the you know I raised my first round of funding for that on 31st of August 2001, 11 days before you know what happened. So uh, you know, so I, I'm kind of seems like it's I think it finds me the bad time finds me or I find the bad time. So I think it's. But you it's must have the mindset also. that it's a good time yes, yes. when everybody else is freaking out to start Everybody's something that just, really helps people. Absolutely. Everybody's freaking out. I think that that's where I think my meditation comes in. And I think it helps me uh, realize, I mean, I'm not worried about it. I'm not bothered about the chatter around, whether chatter inside or chatter outside. If you want to do something and you focus on it and get it done. That's exciting. And that's what meditation is also about. Wise, right? wise uh, counsel, especially for what's happening this year. So what are some of the other things that you've learned? And it sounds like you leverage meditation to help ride those waves. Uh, what could you share with sure. our other CEOs and founders? Sure. I think uh, one anecdote that comes to my mind is my first company in 2001. I had two other co-founders with me and we used to, we had raised some initial amount of funding, about a million dollars to start the company. And then we needed more money. I mean, it was a very complex technology product. So we were used to go to Sand Hill Road or, or uh, I think Route 128 in Maine, in Boston. So that's where, you know, all these venture capital VCs were. So you go there and they will like your pitch and then they'll call you again and you go a second time and then they'll say, no, rejections, right? And we'll come back to Atlanta. I was kind of doing all this from Atlanta. And that's another thing. I mean, I always did things from Atlanta, which is not the best place to build a company uh, if you want to build a technology company funded by VCs. But I I mean, I always, I think bad things find me. And uh, so I, we would come back and my, uh, you know, my co-founders, one of them used to get migraines. Every time the rejection would come, he will get, he will be out for two, three days and he'll have severe case of migraines and you can't see him. The second guy he had a different way of, uh, you know, relieving his stress. He would just go around party all night and next day he'll have hangover. And then I would not see him in the next day in the office either. Whereas I am there with my smiling face and, uh, you know, because we had 20 employees or 30 employees in the company and, you know, I had to put up a show that oh, everything is fine, guys, right? We are, we are <laughs> on course to raise money eventually, <laughs> right? right? And so they used to wonder, they used to wonder why, how, how you don't get affected? I said, I go home and I just do my meditation and it just, I mean, I don't own the result. I did my best effort. I, I mean, that's one of the lessons I had learned through meditation that you don't own the result. Result is not just always in your hand. There are so many micro and macro, micro and macro factors. I mean, economic or otherwise, and which may, may influence the result. And it's not always in your hand, but had your effort is la been lacking, then you, I would feel bad. Suppose I, I suppose had I felt that I, oh, I, I wish I had done this, then I would, be, you know, spend half a day fixing that. But you know, I this is we did everything that we could, but times were bad. We knew first the dot com burst, and then two thousand one wave, and all that sort of stuff was happening. So I think 
I mean, med- that's kind of one area where I still remember how helpful the meditation was. But then it continues, you know. I mean, I started meditation pretty much at the same time when I started my professional career. So both of, both of those things grew simultaneously, my inner self and my outer self. <laughs> so it's so important. And I think, you know, meditation is is so powerful. It certainly has become that for me lately as well, in terms of uh, not getting attached to results, as you said, but also uh, just helping me to sort of get my mind and body into what the future could be and and sort of feeling it before it happens. Um, so there's all different kinds of meditation. What kind of meditation do you recommend for leaders? I recommend the meditation, which I have been doing for 30 plus years now, uh, Sheila, that is called heartfulness meditation. Uh, everybody and their uncle has heard about mindfulness. And uh, to me, heart and mind here are two different ends of the spectrum of consciousness. They're not a whole lot different, but they are different at the same time. Mindfulness is all about awareness. Heartfulness is all about losing awareness and immersing yourself with your inner self and losing yourself so that you can nourish yourself, nurture yourself from that wisdom within yourself. So, and I find uh, two major benefits uh, that of meditation, which I'm sure you would have also seen. And that is true across all meditation. It's not just the meditation I do or, or someone else does. Uh, it is one is that, you know, it helps you relate better to yourself. And second benefit I found is relate better to the outside world. Mm-hmm. So what I was talking earlier about not being attached to the result or other benefits, like you mentioned that, you know, sinking your body, mind and, and spirit, all those are part of the same two buckets, if you will, relating better to yourself, relating better to the outside world. And if even with few minutes of meditation every day, each one of us can experience those two things in their lives. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's it's a it's a meditation we do to become better human beings. It's a journey from being from being human to being humane being. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that's kind of what uh, takes you forward every day of your life. You know, often it ends up some... being a key part of your leadership too. Uh, Absolutely, so that you could be the one of the three who was the the leveling force for your team. That's you. That, that's right. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> so no wonder, Sheila, that when you look at CEOs in in you know, especially in US, uh, across all the top 20, 30 companies, every single one of them meditates, right? And uh, I mean, even you know, whether it is Tim Cook, whether it is Sundar Pichai, whether it is, you know, uh, I mean, Elon Musk, for all the quirkiness that he has, even he meditates. So yes. I'm sure he was lot he was quirkier <laughs> before he started meditation than he is now. So I think that's kind of you know, who are we to judge people? And yeah. but you know, it's I'm sure if you those who know him, they can uh, definitely say that he's improved a lot. And I, I, I'm sure, and I think there are so many people I, I run into who tell me that they who, who owe their success, who owe their uh, life to meditation. That I find that I think it should be, we should have like we have those uh, vaccination shots. We should have this that. Okay, did you get your meditation shot? So yes. I think when you're born, you should just say, okay, meditation shot, start meditating. 
<laughs> that balances that, you know, thousands of year old reptilian brain that that worries and and uh, is uh, prone to flight or or, or flight. Uh, yes. Meditation is a good is a good balance for that. Absolutely, for sure. absolutely. Sure. Well, Sanjay, yes, it's yes, been yes. such a pleasure having you on the podcast, and I think here at the beginning of 2024, talking about the importance of meditation to our leadership is incredibly powerful. You've had such an inspiring story. You've built such amazing companies. If any of our listeners would like to get in touch with you, how would they best do that? Well, I am present on all social platforms, you know, whether it is LinkedIn, Twitter, or X now, and mm-hmm. uh, or Instagram or Facebook. Or my you know email address as well, Sanjay at mcstechnologies.com. And so you can find me. I mean, Sanjay Segal is my name. And you can find me with that name in almost every social media platform. I look forward to interacting with you all. Thank you, Sanjay, for being on the show. We appreciate it. And until next time, this is the CEO and Founder Magic Podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to CEO and Founder Magic, the podcast for entrepreneurs with stories to tell about your success. If you felt like this podcast interview captured your story, would you share it on social media? It's easy. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your social account. Be sure to use hashtag CEO Founder Magic and tag anyone you think would be a great guest. I love to see your posts and guest suggestions. We're regularly putting out new episodes and content. So to be sure you don't miss any episodes, please subscribe and we'll be excited to have you listen. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. And if you know of other business to business company CEOs who have compelling stories and who might like to be on this program as well, please visit KEO dot bz slash book today that's k-e-o dot bz slash book today and if you want to know more about our fractional cmo program just go to our website do a, a search on services for fractional cmo or you can follow me on linkedin facebook and instagram at k-e-o marketing thanks for listening we'll see you next time i'm sheila clefcorn and it's been a pleasure having you on ceo and founder Network.